<laughs> What's going on, Roshana? How you how you feeling? I'm feeling great today. How are you doing, Eric? Um, this is the best I've been in weeks. You know why? Because hmm. yep. <laughs> good duo. Call it what it is. <laughs> um, I've got I've had the pleasure to get to know you over the last year, yep. um, along with you know our coaches, some of our members. But for those that don't know, let's fill them in a little bit on Roshana, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so at Collective, I'm the mental performance coach. So my background is in sports psychology. Okay. So spent a lot of time in sports working with athletes. Um, 20 years later, I would say it's a culmination of not just athletes, but also like CEOs, executives, um, individuals that are just honestly trying to get better and maximize their potential. And we take a psychological approach to get there. Yeah, so I'm going to be honest, like me having an interest in mental performance or performance psychology started super early. I was in sixth grade and um, I grew up as an only child and I also was playing tennis. Mm. So those two things are, you know, you're spending a lot of time by yourself. It's very introspective Mm -hmm. and I never lost because of speed or strength. It was always, you know, because of strategy right. or just not being there fully mentally. And I was like, hey, if I'm going to be the best player, mm-hmm. how am I going to become my best? And I became obsessed with this thing, sports psychology, didn't know it existed, mm-hmm. started researching it. And then I said, OK, whenever my tennis career is done, this is what I want to do. So it was super, super early. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gave me my timeline just in terms of what I was going to do once I went to school. I had sold, I was in a business called Pure Bar. Um, I started owning studios in 2010, built it up to four studios between Austin and Houston that I owned. And I was trying to get out. So I sold Austin in 2018 and sold Houston in 2019. Thank God, right? Just before the pandemic. I knew that I was going to be going back fully into mental performance. And as I was building the business, randomly um, ended up talking to one of my friends. Actually, it was Sean Ullman. And he was like, hey, have you met, you know, Jay Hills? And I was like, no, not at all. He was like, hey, I need to introduce you guys. So eventually, uh, because Jay Hills is not the most available individual, right? So (laughs) eventually we uh, ended up having dinner and it was pretty instant, which I wasn't fully surprised but the reason I say that is because when you look at the sports face or the sports space trainers are usually the ones that understand the need mm-hmm. for uh, mental performance and support sure because trainers are usually playing that role mm-hmm. unofficially to an Correct. extent right so he got it mm-hmm. and I think just from a philosophy what we stand for and like morals and values I think they aligned and it just happened to be the timing of when he was trying to get everything together mm-hmm. for collective so it was a perfect alignment that's dope yeah Jay that was one of the things we touched upon early out of the gate like we were cut from the same cloth yeah we understood and a lot of these guys whether it's the CEOs or the athletes were in the we're spending a lot of time with them. Yes. And we're all human. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I learned more and more lately. 
all these people you see on the gram posting and preaching and that look like they're at the pinnacle and maybe they are because they've earned it or sure. whatever the case might be, but they suffer from the same stuff. hundred percent. Same thing. They're, you're tossing and turning at night about, they are as well. Totally. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of correlation there. hundred percent. Very cool. Can yeah. you talk about um, some of the people you've worked with? Absolutely. So they all sign confidentiality agreements, of course, because there's psychological uh, implications there. But mm-hmm. um, we have definitely uh, worked with, on the pro side, a lot of NFL. Um, okay. I think that in so many ways is a product of coming from Penn State and having a affiliation with the football program when mm-hmm. I was there. Um, there is also pro golf. Um, and then we also work with developmental. So anything from, let's say, high school up, um, college has definitely, like at UT, college has been um, more of a need. Mm. I think that when I was in school 20 years ago, sports psychology was not something that was popular or accepted. It was very difficult to penetrate. Now it's a little bit different and players will pursue it on their own and individually because think about what it's like now to have an NIL deal Mm -hmm. while at the same time playing college sports. It's a, it's a lot going on. Um, And then we do a good amount of work on the corporate side. So we've worked with Facebook meta, we've worked with Bumble. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have different companies that are on the government side too, looking at performance and just like the people business itself. Um, so we've had a pretty good repertoire thus far. Yeah. So I'm big on the the ins and outs of that. Like what you just said, like I, am very familiar with that space with getting a hold of like the metas or the Amazons Mm -hmm. or whatever, the Google and understanding there usually is a budget that gets allocated for certain things. And do you, can you talk about some of the blueprints for that to help other people, for you to nail those partnerships sure so all of our partnerships have been relationship driven thus far um i will say that from a corporate standpoint i see a huge differentiation between let's say private sector tech versus like my government based clients so in general the government clients a lot of times are going to be just like further behind and when it comes to like innovation technological um, implications etc so think about that and how it translates to a monetary standpoint a tech company is going to have a lot more money to spend they also are going to have a huge millennial or younger Mm -hmm. population which comes with different expectations of wellness um, how flexible work capabilities so you're going to be able to penetrate those markets a little bit differently on the more conservative side. um, You might be looking more so at like systems and budgets are going to be so different because they're used to like a government structure where pricing is allocated based on a lot of government, um, a lot of government mandates. So, I think it's really important for coaches to look at who they're working with and where they are in the market and how that 
those budgets um, are allocated. I would also say with education, it's pretty limited. Um, like we've worked with the ACC conference before um, in different schools to where we've been able to see that. And also timing of budgets is another thing. Like education, they're looking at budgets way ahead of time, whereas with a, a corporate client, they might be able to do something like quarterly just like that. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. So Thank you. one of the things I was going to ask you was talk me to the through the process client gets a hold of you through whomever yeah and then there's an intake process i'm sure what's the lifeline like the lifespan like with you and your clients so the lifeline when it comes to mental performance coaching i feel i personally feel like it has to be cumulative mm -hmm. right um there are times when maybe a one-off would make sense. But the reality is there's usually a change that someone is looking for. Mm -hmm. They're looking for some type of progression, a breakthrough, something different than where they are now, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to get from point A to point B. Sure. So if that's the case, very rarely is that done in less than six months. Yeah. So I'm usually looking for someone to do somewhere between six to nine to 12 months, depending okay. on what they're dealing with. But it needs to be cumulative. Understood. And okay, and is that like a retainer base basis? It, yes, it depends. So a lot of um, a lot of people are on a monthly mm -hmm. retainer. I think that's usually easiest. Mm -hmm. um, it also accommodates random things that happen in life. But a monthly retainer is the basis. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's a big word in my vocabulary. <laughs> retainer. Yes. Um, one thing that gets maybe overlooked is mm -hmm. and you touched upon this earlier with you with, with what you do mm -hmm. or coaches or physical therapists there's a lot of degrees that all of a sudden we have to form yes based on the person or the individual therapist psychologist all yeah. of that is one friend pa you know parent sometimes you know of course. and what i've realized too is we all have the ability to hold space for people, yep. which, which is a very unique skill. Yep. And I think that's why we, we were able to do what we do. It can get very overwhelming. Sure. When you have these people with tremendous job or impact on, in the world, on the world, and they're coming to you mm -hmm. extremely stressed or nervous about something, mm -hmm. and then you kind of have to take bits and pieces of that Yes. to be able to help them. How do you, how do you navigate that personally? I think that's a really good question because, um, my transition from my business before versus my business now were two different demands. They were still people business oriented, but I noticed a huge shift once I went full time into mental performance, mm -hmm. because now we're talking about a very intimate relationship and discussion and a different level of responsibility in terms of helping someone get there, mm -hmm. right? So for me, there is compartmentalization. That's a skill that really successful people need to have anyway. Sure. And I think I took it to another level so that when I'm with the client, I can be so present that there's nothing else going on. No concerns about, you know, what I have going on mm -hmm. after that appointment, I have to be completely present with the client um, <clears throat> so that I can feel and understand what they're going through mm -hmm. and relate in such a powerful way um, that we're maximizing mm -hmm. what tools they need to implement. The other part of it is myself, right? And making sure that I'm maintaining space for 
my own health. Right. Um, I'm a big believer in calendar blocking for me mm-hmm. being efficient with my time is my superpower. Yeah, the non-negotiables. hundred percent. And so I have certain times blocked out. Like on Mondays, I'm really not trying to take a meeting honestly mm-hmm. before 12 o'clock. Sure. And the reason for that is you're coming off of the weekend. You're trying to get your, you know, your week set. So just the amount of time that I might need to take to, uh, you know, either meal prep or mm-hmm. look at the entire week and make sure I blocked out the times in preparation for meetings. I take that time pretty seriously. Um, but it allows me to be present mm-hmm. in all of my meetings versus, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling my best. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of those things you do for yourself. Sometimes sure. we're fortunate. We witness it a little bit. You're in yeah. here with Kelly Matthews and you're getting it in. Yes. How important is that to you and how does that ripple into other things in your life? So this is for myself, but I think for anyone who is a former athlete, this is huge. If you played sports and that is so much of what created who you are, Mm -hmm. movement's probably going to be important for the rest of your life because it's how you learn to compete. It's how you proved yourself to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's how you built confidence. So for me, I have to stay uh, physically active It helps being here around other people who are, um, you know, athletic and are like getting after it. Um, And especially like as I get older, it's more and more important. Right. So just taking an athlete mentality is huge. Um, And I think it not only helps to detox the body, but it helps to detox your mind as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say healthy eating is really important. I mean, to be quite honest, like I'm going through something now where end of last year, there was a whole um, like shakeup out of nowhere just from some gut things that came up. Mm. Wasn't in my, you know, view at all. Um, and so going through all of that now and being willing to lean into different levels of healing, just mm-hmm. like a client may need to explore things, like we always have to explore things as well. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky to have the resources to do that. So definitely working out. Sleep is a one, two. Um, I have to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it just helps me think better. And then I would say food, like I'm not someone who can have a ton of cheat meals in a week and feel good. I just, my body just not respond well mm-hmm. anymore. So I have to eat pretty clean. Got it. Yeah. You have a cutoff time throughout the day when you're like, all right, not, not enough of this. You know what I do. So that calendar blocking I was talking about, yeah. <laughs> I will put little reminders on there mm-hmm. and I will literally put on a reminder sometimes of like end of work day, because when I get in those modes where things are churning, I can go overboard mm-hmm. and then it leads to burnout. Yeah. So instead I need to remind myself hey, this is the end of the day, mm-hmm. go do your thing, go play some tennis, go watch Netflix or whatever it may be, go for a walk. Um, but that allows me to maintain over time versus going really high, burning mm-hmm. out and crashing and then having to build yeah, again. Fair. Yeah. Am I going to get you on the pickleball court with me at any point? So Eric, you've <laughs> talked to me about this pickleball, this uh, pickleball <laughs> thing and... <laughs> When anyone asks me, I'm like, it is not my favorite. I think I'm so um, in love with the full swing of tennis um, that it's not my favorite. But for you, please, I will I will give you one pickleball session, but bring you to the dark side. But be ready, though, because I'm coming. I'm coming after you. (laughs) There's something about it that it immediately and I'm going to talk about this with um, 
Steve Cohn, who's cool. one of the, uh, he's the founder of the league. Mm-hmm. It's you immediately get into this flow state. Yep. And yeah, sure, the serve is different. Yep. But once you're in it and you're rallying, mm-hmm. you're cracking that ball. Sure. Like I'm rotating, I'm swinging. That's great. I'm shuffling. Yep. It works. Yeah. Um, so I think you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, and I would imagine it would make sense to be able to get into your flow state pretty quickly because you have no time off with pickleball. Yeah. You know, other sports, it's slow. You've got time mm-hmm. in between. That's actually when <laughs> mental performance comes into play, Big when time. you've got all that time in between, like, let's say, a, a golf swing, right? But with pickleball, you can't stop. No, yeah. Your mm-hmm. cognitive ability is very on point yeah. the whole time. Well, that's cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about, like, what's next for you personally. So I think that um, we have been in this stage where business has been um, a blessing Mm -hmm. and it has come naturally through, you know, contacts, relationships, and it's continued to churn. Um, For me, social media being out there is not a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm naturally an introvert, socially inclined, but (laughs) (laughs) um, getting out there is just not as much my thing because I enjoy my life. So um, for me personally, I want to push myself more um, to get there. Uh, Working on the branding, you know, behind the scenes just to get everything going. But I would say the overall goal is to be uh, forward facing in a robust way. Amazing. Yeah. I ask this question to every guest um, because I think it's really important. How is collective different than just even walking in here than almost any other thing you've been a part of or have seen? Um, how, how has it been helpful to you as well? Sure. So when I walked into collective, met the staff, but also started to observe the clients as mm-hmm. they came in, the way I would describe it is elite but not exclusive. And here's what I mean by this. When you think of like the one percenters and high performing individuals, Mm -hmm. they're here and that makes everyone level up. But when I say not exclusive, it's not a place where people um, say, Hey, you can't be here or Mm -hmm. you don't belong. Mm -hmm. It's inclusive, Mm -hmm. but there is the expectation of rising to your best self. Big time. Um, and I think the mar- marrying the two of those together is not easy. Usually places are like super exclusive or they're too inclusive. And I think the balance here is just like perfect. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so October is very big in Austin. Sure. Do you participate in any of that stuff? Absolutely. So from where I live, I can see and hear um ACL so mm-hmm. I've been watching them like daily getting yeah. stage together and I heard them doing um like sound check last night um I will participate in ACL probably second mm-hmm. weekend this year um I mean we've got also you know Arlen Studios over here sure. who knows what's gonna happen there um but I think October in Austin is amazing just because of the weather alone. It makes you want to get out. Mm -hmm. I think people are happier. (laughs) Do you mingle with your uh, clients outside of work? You know what? Not that much. Okay. Um, And it's not a, um, I wouldn't say it's like this absolute hard line that I have to keep, but I am very aware Mm -hmm. of boundaries. Sure. And once you take on that role of mental performance coach, um, you can easily become 
You know what I mean? Of like course. a friend, a confidant, it's no longer a professional yeah. setting. Um, and There's as a, a female, line. I'm, you know, even more conscious yeah. of that. Yeah. Good. And I got you back. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate um, you too. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. And super, super grateful to have you with Collective. Ditto. Every time I see you, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm glad that I could do that for you. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to leave with the people? No, not at all. I mean, I just feel like, you know, everyone who's watching this podcast is probably looking for um, some inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I think that whatever episode it is, they will find that because again, this population that is here, mm-hmm. everyone has something really cool to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking to come and join, please do. There's a place for you. Bing, bing. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you. Thank you, Eric.